Okay. <laughs> Hello, episode 14. Yeah, let's just let you do it since you know how to count and I don't. <laughs> How's everybody well, doing uh, today? I, I'm apparently doing the show alone. Um, bye, Alex. Um, well, episode 14, we do got a jam-packed show. Um, we're calling this one Jira Has a Bug. No, I... Uh, um, there he is. There I, he is. <laughs> it was not Jira that had a bug. It was me that had a bug. Hey, Andy. Um, I, I mean, we all have bugs. <laughs> Yeah. Um, today's episode, Tuck and Roll, not sure if you introduced it already. <laughs> I must have done it right when I left. I accidentally clicked the back button. You know the, the, the advantage and disadvantage of having like 15 buttons on your mouse? They all do something special. <laughs> I've got literally the cheapest little mouse. Just so you don't get in trouble? Yeah, I might have too exactly. many buttons. And apparently one of them sends you back. <laughs> when you send back in, in this tool, it'll Don't me get wrong. I have a gaming mouse hooked up to the same computer for when I'm game, but day-to-day, -day, I don't need all those buttons. <laughs> yeah. Um, so today, uh, let's kick things off. Let's let's talk about topic number one. I just got an email from Atlassian. Hey, Sean. Mr. Bob, Andy, a bite with Lena. So great to be. It is a great day to be in the peanut gallery. Indeed. Uh, I am glad that we're in the telling of this heat stuff and we're going into fall. My favorite time of the year. And so thank you to everybody um, who's here. Yeah. Fall for me doesn't actually begin for like another two months. Really? Um, our typical falls. Our typical fall starts about late October, early November. That's just normal here. You know what? In Southern California, it's about the same thing as well. Um, we get... Uh, we have a very mild June and July's, and it's usually August, September, and October where it's like hot. Now, we usually heat up about April, um, <laughs> and then um, we'll stay hot all and humid all the way through October. I don't know, man. I don't know how you do it. I, I wouldn't be able to do this. All right. <laughs> let's, let's jump into today's topic number one. Yes, we got an email from Atlassian today. We did indeed, and I almost kind of wish I had a passport. <laughs> I do have a passport. I just don't have the money to be flying out to Australia. No, um, Atlassian, if you're listening, um, I'd love to be able to <laughs> cover love it to live, though. <laughs> Jura life so on the what... floor of Sydney. <laughs> Jura yeah, life goes so... on on the road. We are gonna have to do like on the road series one day. We will. We will. Um, but for those of you who don't know, this is Atlassian's ITSM event, High Velocity. This year is going to be out of Sydney, Australia, so I guess they didn't want to go too far. And um, this is talking about all things ITSM, Jira service management, and stuff. And tickets are now on sale. Um, much like their um, Team 23 offering, um, it does come in two flavors. You've got your live event, which is November 1st, 2023. And then if you can't make it because Australia is a bit far away for a lot of us, um, they have a virtual event that goes live on September or on November 8, 2023. I mean, if you own a business, right, what a great reason to go visit Australia. <laughs> great write-off. And we are Absolutely. getting a couple people trickling in here. So why don't we take a second here to say hi to uh, a couple people. Uh, we got Ronald Barman. Uh, Emilio, so we're starting to see a couple of regulars. So thank you all the all the peanut gallery and the Jura amigos that join us here. Really, really excited to have you here. Thanks again for taking an hour out of your busy day to just come hang out with two people that just love this Jura stuff way too much. <laughs> I think Sean here has the best reason to yeah. travel to Australia. But if the IRS asks, it's a business expense. But for all for all personal reasons, we're gonna get some Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah. I love I love being a having having a business to do some write-offs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, well, I'm I actually so wanted to peel a little bit back on. Uh oh. I think the our fire. Um. Hold up one second. I have a. So smoke. this is. Yeah. Let I will let Alex go check that out. Um. This is joys of doing a live show. You never know what's going to happen. Um. But, um, yeah, um, 
this is, we wanted to make sure that this got announced nice and early in the show. Um, let people know that's going to be a thing. Um, everything all right there, Alex? Do we need to um, go remote? House house may or may not be on fire. We'll find out. <laughs> I'll stick around until somebody until I hear yelling and or screaming. <laughs> but the smoke detector has gone off. Or is it the carbon monoxide one? One of the two has gone off. <laughs> well, I mean, one, you'll hear screaming, yelling, and the other, you'll hear very, very acute silence. <laughs> this, this sign actually last week just like dropped, right? As soon as we stopped the recording, like it completely fell. And so I was like, man, how cool would it have been for it to have just fallen in the middle of the show? It would have been like the ultimate clip there. Um, but yeah, it looks like my wife. I don't know if, you, if everybody else just frantically just waves something at that smoke detector. <laughs> and he said that it's an important distinction, whether it's a smoke detector or the carbon monoxide detector. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it makes a big difference. Anyways, um, I believe you're about to say something about yeah, um, no, we're, high velocity. Yeah, I was just talking about like how Atlassian is really putting a lot of interest into this ITSM world, right? And um, when I spoke with Anu a few weeks ago, one of the main reasons why we did this was to kind of get perspectives on ITSMs and, and or sorry, not ITSM tools, right? And, and kind of compare JSM with, with ServiceNow and like Zendesk and things of that nature. And I, I, I kind of appreciate that Alaskan is going on like on a world tour here and that they're putting in a lot of effort to really hype up JSM. Um, when you compare it, and I've used pretty much everything at this point, and they are either all very, very expensive and or very, very hard to configure and utilize. Like I will personally never, ever use ServiceNow in my life, ever. Um, at my... Um... For all intents and purposes, former job now. Um, well, do we, we have a countdown? How many hours do you have left? What are you on the hook for? Like eight more hours? Eight hours. Eight it, hours. As of right now, is officially eight hours left. Um, unfortunately, one of those eight hours is a presentation I have to give. So I'm going to get off without that. But I mean, never, I am the jerk. Never say never. <laughs> uh, but still, um, yeah, we use ServiceNow, um, even the Alaskan team. I fought hard for, look, we're the Elastic team. We need to be in Elastic tools. And um, we got overruled by this. Everyone needs to be on the same tool. And yeah, we chose that I, tool to be ServiceNow. I fight that battle each and every day. And I will go down with the ship if I have to. But I keep my teams on on Jira service management. <laughs> I will not. Like, mm. I'm like, I my, my team and I, we can turn around a request and, like, 30 minutes, an hour tops if it's something hard, right? Service now just to get the approvals takes like a week. We're in, our configuration isn't that bad. Um, we have a very fine-tuned configuration. And our front-end interface for the users, I mean, to be honest, it is much better than JSM's front-end um, portal. But the back-end experience for us admins actually trying to do something in it is beyond horrendous. <laughs> um, I mean, people complain that Jira's UI looks like it's from 2006. If that's the case, um, ServiceNow's UI looks like it's from about 2004 or 2001. Yeah. No, I mean, I I really enjoyed my time in Jira Service Management. I just I have really not enjoyed my time at all with ServiceNow. So. Um, just trying to do and just trying to submit a request for anything is always like I can't ever figure it out. So, anyways, but I, I just again just to go back, right? I, I think I see at last did that funny commercial where they have their bad ITSM and oh and then yeah the, and then the the whole thing that they did at Teams I thought that was kind of funny. Um, so so yeah, I can appreciate like I kind of wish that Lassian would kind of diversify a little bit though, right? Like it'd be cool to put like some comedic creative processes to like Jira product discovery, Jira work management, right? Some of those other tools that they have. But I can see I can see why it makes sense. I and 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 I again I appreciate what Atlassian is doing here. It is the cheapest out of all of them, though. I done like a price comparison. I think JSM still is like 
like featured for dollars is like a pretty good investment for companies. So if you're not, if you're looking for a cheaper alternative <laughs> that works, yeah, bad. This is not to be confused with the BDSM conference, which <laughs> oh. was next week. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> this is the other thing, like to talk a little bit about Alaskan's culture, right? Um, I'm not sure. Did you finish or did you watch all of Chris Cook's um, interview with uh, Bureau recently? Um, no, it's still on my to-watch list. Um, you should I'm watch it. So I, won't, I won't spoil a whole lot, right? But like culture and like just dynamics of how teams work. Like, I don't know. There's there's a there's a layer for like, obviously, we're professionals, right? Everything's got to be kind of serious. But at the same time, you got to have a little fun with your life. I mean, you spend so much time at work. <laughs> and that's one of the things that I really like about Atlassian, right? Where they their cultures is like more amicable, right? They're more they're more cool. And they can do that's... things like and they can do things like BSM and, and put in that they're the BDSM <laughs> is next <laughs> conference is next week, right? Because it's funny, even though it's appropriate, inappropriate, but it's still funny. And and like it's like I think Chris talks about like there's a line that you got to know where it's at, and Atlassian definitely knows where that line is at. And, and I, I and appreciate they, their humor. Yeah, they definitely toe the line at times, but they stay right on it. And honestly, life's too short to be serious all the time. You've got to be silly at least a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there's oh, again lines, right? Like, I, I, I usually say a bunch of stuff that I shouldn't say most of the time, <laughs> and I get into a lot of trouble. But at the same time, it's like my intentions aren't usually bad. <laughs> so, anyways, that is the event. I don't know. I, I won't be able to go to Sydney. One, I don't have a passport. But for everybody else, if you can afford it and or get a trip out there, definitely recommend you check out this uh, high velocity event happening in Sydney. Uh, it's only a couple months away, so get your tickets now while you, they're still available. Next up, I woke up to one of my offshore teams sending me a message saying, Hey, Alex, I got a topic for you, the Jira Life today. I'm like, what's that? And he sends me a link to, to a bug. Yes. I'm going to pull that up This here. guy, if I'm right. Yeah, that is the correct one. So we got a high-priority bug here. Uh was discovered... I guess last night, uh, depending where you are in the world, and essentially created sixteen hours ago. Brand new baby bug. Yeah, brand new, and uh, and it's brokered. It did it. <laughs> it I is brokered. Do, uh, the, I'm trying to do that line from what was it the 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 longest yard, where the guy was like, I he brokered it in my nose. So Jira is brokered it. And uh, it's definitely broken. And um, it's interesting, right? Like, I, I've never actually uh, really seen a bug like this before. And, and so it's just kind of interesting to see that there's a bug. And, and I was just kind of asking you, right, because you've been in this community a little bit longer. It's like, what's the typical expectation for these bugs, right? Like, this is obviously a severity two major bug. Like, does Atlassian, um, they have their bug fix policy, right? But it's been 12 hours since the last update, 16 hours since, since this thing was discovered. Um, in your opinion, like how, how, what's, a, what's that last process here for fixing these things? I mean, again, I've been here longer, but I have experience with their, um, on-premise products, um, more than anything else. Cloud, they do move a little faster. I do expect them to probably have a fix within the week here. Um, but if we were on the old school regime, um, for on-prem, this Six bug months? would probably still be here in um, Jira 10. Uh, is this bug related to a recent Jira fail? Um, not that I'm aware of. It was just something that we discovered today. But let's have a little fun with it. Why don't we speculate? What do you think caused the bug? I think this one, someone fat-fingered an API call. You think so? Yeah. I think it's a missing semicolon. <laughs> oh, no, that's too simple. That's so it's easy. It's always the simple stuff. It's, it's always the simple stuff. And that's what I'm saying is fat-fingered API call. They're trying to call create board.jsp, um, and it's really create boards.jsp. Hmm. Yeah, it's. Um, I actually didn't even believe it when I first looked at it. I was like, no, this... Because most of the people that I that I encountered that usually run into this problem, 
um, they just don't have the right permission to the to the location, right? Maybe they're they just don't have the right access. Um, actually, so I just had a very very similar issue yesterday, where I got a I got a ping and they're like, hey, I can't create a board, and I didn't know about this bug, but my initial reaction was to troubleshoot. My my typical troubleshooting was um, they didn't have a Jira license. They had a JSM license, but not a Jira software license. And so they weren't able to create the board. So when I saw this, I was like, mm, it's probably going to be the same problem. But yeah, once I saw that it was grayed out and that it was actually a bug, that's kind of where I was like, oh, well, this, this is more serious than, than the problem I just saw a few hours before. I'm, I mean, I will note this. They at least have a workaround in place. Um, unfortunately, and this is one of my issues with the cloud, because I am a sysadmin who loves to be able to do for myself, very independent-minded. And um, this one is, um, in order to get this fixed, you have to issue a support ticket because they'll ask you to have to do something on their side. Yeah, that's, that's at least they have something. Um, I was also thinking uh, it's a pretty bad workaround, right? But you could just create a new Jira project. <laughs> they probably come with the boards. Yep. <laughs> and this is how we get systems with 500 Jira projects. Yeah, but on a very similar note, I wanted to get your input on this. Um, what do you think is the right number of boards on a Jira project? Like, how many is too many? And how many is too little? And in the peanut gallery, feel free to chime in. How many boards are too many boards? Or how many boards are too little boards? What are your thoughts? Let's talk about it. I tend to think of it the other way. I tend to think of it, how many projects is too many for a single Jira board? How many projects is too many? So you're saying, so in, in the filter, you're, you know, fishing in? pulling in issues from other projects? Sometimes when it's appropriate. Okay. I had, most of my, most of the teams that I work with, I've, it's very rare. The only time where I like express approval, if you will, <laughs> for lack of a better mm -hmm. word, to, to pull in different um, boards, or sorry, different projects into the board uh, is when I want to fold in JSM tickets and also display them in the backlog for the software developers, right? That's but still, that is a use case. Typically, I try and keep it to one board per project or one project per board. You know, the math works out the same either way. One divided by one is still one. Um, but um, that's the ideal I try and strive for. There so, are times where people do need to pull in stuff from a JSM project or something, and that's when I'll give, okay, we could do it. But that causes its own problems because then you need the managed sprint permissions for each project included in that filter. Yeah. But but I guess the I guess the, the reason I'm going down this route though is like so yeah so we have a problem we have this outage or not an outage but this this bug here where the, the button's grayed out but in all honesty like how frequently is a team actually creating an additional board into their projects and should they? I guess that's the deeper question that I'm trying to fish for. Right, like, um, I don't think they should. I mean, let's have the case. Okay, you want your own personal board to manage your work. That's what subfilters are for. That's why you have those subfilters on the board. You have your name on there, or you put your issues. You put filter on current um, assign equals current user. They click that. They see their issues. It's done. They don't need their own board. So I don't see a need often where there's a need to create more than one board per project. Mm -hmm. What about, how do you feel about teams that have both the scrum board and the Kanban board? That's acceptable. Um, just because the two behave very differently and there's use cases for each. Um, but, but now how do you get around going back to my bug that I still found in Jira, right? That whole, that, that UI is messed up. Right, but the fundamentals between a Kanban board and a Scrum board are very different under the hood, right? And it's hard to have both. So what what kind of advice or tips do you have for people that use both? And have you run into the limitation that I'm describing? Or do you want me to articulate it a little bit more? If you could articulate a yeah. little more, because so, I so here's here's the worst case scenario, right? So you create a scrum project. And by the way, I don't know if this is the Juraism or if this is just me that I, I don't pay attention, right? But when I go and pick whether Scrum or Kanban, it's a crapshoot whether I get a board on the other end. <laughs> like I, sometimes I get a board like automatically created. Other times I have to go and create a board. I forget which one's which, 
But I think in Scrum, I usually have to go back in and actually create a board. And in Kanban, I, I land in the project with the board already. Right? But anyway, that's a different problem for a different discussion. But if let's assume we go the Scrum route, right? You're going to get a to-do and progress and done as your statuses. Right? And so you'll have three columns in there. But you have a backlog. You have the backlog, and then you have your board, and your board has those three statuses. And when you are moving an item from your backlog into your sprint, you're modifying the sprint field. And that modification, that population of the sprint field is what's telling you, I now I belong to this sprint, right? When you go the Kanban route, you get four statuses. Selected for development, sorry, backlog, selected for development and progress and done, right? And... If you enable the backlog, which means you have to take your backlog status from the backlog column and put it into the what they call it, the Kanban column, then moving an item from the backlog into the selected for development, which is what makes it visible on the board, is not a field modification, but a transition, right? Well, guess what? When you pick either the Kanban one or the Scrum, you're going to get one of the two workflows you're not going to get both workflows which means you're, so, missing, you're missing a status you're missing that fourth status you need so how do you like in your experience like how do you get around that stuff so just to be clear um in these dual configurations when i do them which i don't do them often because again my golden ideal is one board per project um you can have more projects per board but don't really like to go the other way but in my do I do if I had to do this, which I've had to do before, I'll set up the Kanban subfilter that it only includes um, issues in the current sprint. Okay, which is by the way a JQL function you could use issue in current sprint. Current sprint, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna go and um, I never actually. I'm not gonna lie. I've never used that subfilter functionality. <laughs> That sub filter on Kanban boards is amazingly powerful. I use the quick filters all day long, but never the sub filter. I suggest you go to your personal instance, create a Kanban project, and start playing around with that because it has some amazing powers to help you. Because again, the main query tells the sprint board, Kanban board, whatever, the Jira board, what's on the um, project or what's on the board. Mm hmm. What the self-filter does in Kanban boards is like, okay, this is when it's okay to remove something. So right. your main board would be like your normal issue and project. Your self-filter um, would be something like um, issue not in future sprint or issue not in past sprint. Um, yeah. I don't remember the exact JQLs for those two, but that's essentially what you're saying. That way you only keep what's in your current sprint. So I'm going to look at that then a little bit more, right? Because I usually end up having to modify the workflow and I think it's a much bigger hassle. But I, I think Atlassian should also update their UI because we've been <laughs> at it for 14 weeks and I'm pretty sure it's still there. <laughs> it's very misleading. But anyways, for everybody else, just to recap, in case you didn't know, the fundamental difference between the Scrum and the Kanban is Scrum will use the sprint field. Kanban will use an actual transition to get things onto a board. So... Mm -hmm. there's that um but other than that they're, they're pretty much very identical right you do lose the ability to obviously you don't start stop sprints in kanban because they don't sprints don't exist and you also don't have story points writes notes on current sub sprint sub filter <laughs> should i be able to access this that so that is another great question that i was going to ask you rodney um <laughs> in jira i don't know if, i don't know if this is a feature that needs to be requested but look at that, Matthew. We should have a talk with Matthew Hunter. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't modify anything, and it tells me I can't, but I yeah. can still access and see what the settings are. And <laughs> I've never tried this as just being a user because I've always been at the admin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I always have that problem where like people will ask me, it's like, this doesn't, this is not working correctly. I'm like, it's hard for me to judge because I always have all the privilege. 
So I don't know what normal people look like. <laughs> I um, always created a test user for myself that had normal user permissions mm. that when I had to. Um, now, you don't get it burns that up a license. Cloud. It burns up a license. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it burns up. Uh, yeah. But you also, not only does it burn up a license, but you, you also got to burn up like an Office 365 account or a Google Suite account. Because right? usually you got to go make your an email. Oh, you see, I'm used to just having my own emails. Yeah. Around. Not, not, not in corporate America, mijo. <laughs> Anyways, um, I was going to tell you, so uh, one of my biggest pet peeves is that at the Jira project level, you can control who can make team-managed projects, right? It's open by default, in case you didn't know. Anybody and everybody can create team-managed projects. So one of my first fixes or fix cleanups is go disable that because otherwise you end up with like, 10,000 projects. The company managed projects are can only be made by site admins or, or org admins that we're rebranding now, right? But the boards, it's such a big pet peeve of mine that anybody can create a board. And then you end up with like 10,000 boards. And like, I wish that Atlassian would add that, like put that behind an, like an admin setting here. Like even at the permission I mean, level, right? Anything, I'll take anything. I, this has been a long-standing problem, and I'm not going to say you're wrong or anything because there's been times I've wished this. It's just I've been beating down by this problem for so long with Jira. You've given that up. I'm just beyond caring about. And I just made the discovery like ports. <laughs> I'm just. It's going to be what it is. I don't have any power to change it. Let me put my effort and powers on what I can control and change, and just put guidance out there saying maybe before you create a new board. Have you looked at quick filters? So clearly I've hit a sensitive nerve here on Rodney's life. <laughs> got a problem with it. Oh, Rodney, you're too much. You are too funny. Um, anybody in the peanut gallery, have you ever had that frustration? Because apparently Rodney is really mad. I just I just thought about it like a day or two ago. So it's not something that was top of my mind. But now that apparently I know that it's something that's been bugging Rodney for some time. I have zero hopes that it'll get fixed, but it would be kind of cool. It'd be kind of cool. I mean, my watch is in here morning of uh, uh, my um, pulse rate. <laughs> Damien says it's all fun and games with a thousand boards until you have to migrate. Ain't that the truth? Yes, yes, Damien, and you're not wrong. That is a massive headache when you're migrating. But again, there are no controls for this. Um, you know what I what haven't things? tested. You know what I haven't tested that I'd be very curious to test. Anybody can create a board. But fortunately, to get to the boards, it's kind of like a hidden URL. It's almost like a speakeasy type of thing, right? <laughs> like you got to know where it's at. Um, and it's not like you can't, unless, unless I'm wrong, right? I don't know that you can get to the boards, like the, the listing of all the boards from anywhere in the UI. Unless you know the, like the direct URL to get to the boards. Chat, am I right or am I wrong? Somebody enlighten me, please. I mean, I know there's a way to do it in um, Jira Data Center, but at the same note, I also have <laughs> admin permissions on Jira Data yeah. Centers. So I don't know if that's a uh, function of me having admin well, or what. Well, let's assume that I'm not smoking crack and that I'm correct. No, I this. don't think you're assuming. I don't think you're wrong. I'm just saying I haven't tested that. Well, well what I want to test that I was kind of leading down the path of was any user can create the boards, but I've never exposed the URL to a regular user to go see if they can then go and delete any board. Because that would be problematic. I don't think you can delete board because, again, when I went to that board on the Elasian site, um, well, you can't delete that board. But what if you, what are, but I'm saying, like, what if you go to the listing of all the boards? Can you even get to the listing of all the boards if you're not an admin? That's the thing. I, I mean, like here's your answer. So you can get to the listing of all the boards. <laughs> okay. Now, can you do Apparently, them? we have a board um, here, um, Bob. Avengers. It's empty. <laughs> I wonder if Atlassian knows that this is open. Oh, we could even see all the sprints, but we can't see the issues for the sprints. Oh, we can see a bug. Was there a bug? A bug oh, yeah. there is one on the backlog. And it's Regira Align. 
this is look at that now that one i haven't seen over here on this restricted side like i well maybe we don't have this this the the board ui looks a little bit differently here than it does in the cloud hit the ellipses hit the ellipses can we delete a board are we discovering a bug dang it <laughs> no delete but we can see the configuration for all these boards. Dude, how cool would that have been if we can actually delete the bug, the board on an Atlassian Jura project? No, like, that, that would not be cool. Thing. That would be a... The only cool thing about that is I'd be putting into the bug bounty immediately. I know. I, was like, I would be stopping the entire podcast to submit this <laughs> to the bug bounty live because... <laughs> that would have been something, man. Oh man, this is this is when you know that you either love this stuff or you hate this stuff because nobody, no other user is like going through these rabbit holes to figure out how do we poke holes at Jira. <laughs> All right, enough fun and games there. Let's um let's do a quick transition to the Atlassian certification path. Yes. I, I have this many certifications. <laughs> And I have lost count of how many I have. And, and I am since, not joking. And and since you are opting, not without spoiling anything, right? But we have a difference in opinions of, of life. I now find myself in, in dire need of a certification. <laughs> you should get two certifications to be exact. So so I wanted to ask a, a novice to an expert. Copy the. <laughs> I wanted to ask a novice to an expert, how do you get started with the Atlassian certification route? Because I've been just circling Atlassian University for the last two years and have yet to figure out where do I start. All right. Not only did you um, come to a right resource as someone who um, has multiple certs and the um, A standing. But I actually got to lead a cohort of the um, JIRA um, administrator's um, certification exam prep course a couple of years ago before. The prep course? How much are those? There was. Um, there still are prep courses, but this one was led by um, admins. It's not something that's offered anymore. It was a one-time deal. They were trying to see how it worked. And, um, I mean, it was fun for me. Um, I didn't get any stats, though, and, what my pat my um, cohort's pass rate was. So is it illegal to about that? Set another one up. I mean, we can set up a study program. I just can't give you any answers. I got to be very careful about what I do and don't tell you. Like I could show you where the study guide is, but I can't tell you. Oh, here's a question you're going to see. Right. So, like most, but that that applies to almost all the certifications, right? But. but... But you're allowed to... Bob Singer showing off. I think I have six. I think after you get four, you just lose count. You don't bother counting anymore. I think I need to do a badge to keep mine active. We should talk about badges after this. But, okay, but in all seriousness, okay, so clearly we're talking to the right person. So where does one start if you are wanting to get into the Jira admin life where where would one start so the place i've always started when i'm looking at getting a new certification which i am looking at getting some new ones soon i'm going to have to myself because um some of mine are retiring you're becoming uh, i go yeah um i am but that's life um i go to the university atlassian.com and then i go to the get certified tab this is where you're going to find the information on all your different certifications. Okay. So 620, 610. All right. These are two flavors of the same one. One is for cloud. One is for data center and server. Okay. Now, why would you start at a super senior level course or exam? This isn't the senior level. This is the managing Jira projects. This is the project admin course. Yeah, but maybe a miss on Atlassian's numbering from maybe... Oh, maybe the Atlassian numbering was never meant to make sense. Because I was like, if I if I go back to my university days, your ACP 100, that seems like English 100. And your ACP 620 sounds like you're a super senior, <laughs> master's level graduate study. Like, might have, might have done something with the numbering there. <laughs> 
No, what they did is they did they numbered them in order they were created. So the first one they created was the Jira administration, so that got 100. Confluence administration got 200. Um, Jira Agile, I think, was a 300. JSN was 400. By Jira Agile, I mean what's now called Jira Software. Um, that's how these got numbered. So yes, so you try to put reason not and logic sense. into it. Yeah, you try to put reason and logic into it, and you of course you're gonna get confused. I thought I mean, why would I start with the six twenty? It's like the hardest one in my opinion. <laughs> but you see, you should be used to this because you're an Atlassian admin. This is par for the course. <laughs> Figuring out Atlassian. <laughs> I always just tell people when I see a juraism that just is an inexplicable. I'm like, they just do things differently in Australia. <laughs> Usually, yeah, you got a chuckle, and then they're like, they drop it. So yeah. Bob is telling us to start with the org admin cert. What do you think about? Yes, that? that is their new one, and the reason you want to start with that is um, I don't know if they're still doing the special pricing on it, um, but because it's a new one, they did have special pricing on it. It's cheaper to take the exam than it is normally to take an exam. Plus, I believe it came with the um, prep course included. And the cost. How much is this uh, exam here? Oh, it's still at the reduced price. Normally it is two forty nine. Right now it's one hundred. <laughs> and and in your experience, like how hard are these tests? Because I am freaking out. Like there's a reason I don't have any searches because I don't like that's. I love to tell you you're overthinking it and it's not that hard, but. Atlassian and love the exam group loves their trick questions and it is a notoriously difficult exam. It just is. So you probably have a good reaction there. If you feel you're not ready, you might want to study more. But how do I you mean I've got for this stuff though? Like that's the trick. They tell you what they um the what's covered in the exam topics. Yeah, but so I, I have um I used to have. I have been on Atlassian today. <laughs> I used to have the uh, like the the wow. I mean, they break it down for you. This is your study guide. This is what you study, and they even have. Well, they're normally links to the resources that you could go to and go. Okay, this is where I read up on this on these different things. You know what? The only problem I have here with this at least this org admin one is. I don't know about you, but in the cloud, there's two variants of the UI for org admins. So which one are you going to get tested on? Um, that's a tricky question, but um, the way the exams are done, at least the ones I've done, you're not given a Jira instance to work on. You're doing all this from rote memory. So the UI is almost irrelevant because mm. you're not using the UI. You're answering questions based off different scenarios. And they'll include some clip arts of the UI every now and again. And one of the keys I've taken away from multiple exams is sometimes um, you'll they'll use the same clip art for multiple questions. And the question and answers from the second question that uses clip art will answer the first one for you. Okay. So I'm, I'm getting a little convinced. So uh, earlier, uh, Emilio had asked, is it worth getting the Elastin certification, right? I have zero, like, I don't want the certification. I, I don't think it enables me or unenables me to do anything, um, mainly because I'm not actively looking for a job, <laughs> right? Um, obviously, and, and then most people just use, look at my YouTube channel and go like, okay, clearly he knows what he's doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but for everybody else, right, like people that aren't as comfortable as like us here being in front of cameras and making fools out of ourselves and being wrong <laughs> on the internet, um, the certifications are a great way to kind of, you know, prove, it does prove, prove you know what you're doing. At least prove, you knew what you're doing at some point. It proves that you know how to answer questions on a test. But that's how that's how I feel about all tests. Not I'm not bashing on that last in here, right? But um <laughs> But yeah, so, but my, my personal, right, the, the personal reason is um, I would, in the long term, like to explore looking at the uh, solution partner business, right? Mm-hmm. And you need those certifications in order to gain or unlock certain levels. And I want to be able to bring something to a table. Me not having a certification puts me as a handicap. 
I will say this. Um, if you're looking at the certification and just have a shiny framed paper on your wall, it's probably not worth it. It does open some doors. Some jobs require it nowadays, but you could find a good job as your admin without it, especially if you have some proof you know what you're doing. The value I've always found in these exams has not been the end. It's been the journey. It's been what I have to study to get ready for it because I will over prepare for these things Did and you? it helps out at the end of the day because I learned so much about the system. I would not have explored or looked at otherwise. Um, I have a whole um, article on uh, CSV imports. That's functionality I learned having to study for the um, JIRA admin exam. <laughs> Sorry. So Jit needs to like make his own certification at this point. <laughs> Call it the uh, ACE certification I'm, um, or something. I'm, um, I would be scared to take that one. I know. I would be more beyond paranoid and scared. I, yeah. But yeah, so this right here, this is the reason why I'm even considering it at this point, right? I, I do want to kind of see where we're going next and partners is on my roadmap. And, uh, and I, it is required it. for partners. Um, now, you brought up something a little bit ago um, that I do want to touch on. Um, you asked about badges. Now, yeah, these certifications yeah, these certifications only last two years, 24 months from the time you last renewed it or last took it. So you have to renew these things periodically. That's where those skill badges come into place. Um, when you look at this, you have how do you maintain it? Learn how to maintain your certification. This will actually list out for each of the certifications the skill badges currently available to um, renew it. And if you get to a point where you've taken all the skill badges, it'll just automatically renew because they don't have anything for you. But you have to get to that point first, which I am actually just about. I think well, the only one I don't have is the governance and housekeeping. That's kind of cool then because, like, I so I was saying earlier, right, I, I used to have the um, cybersecurity ones, the certified ethical hacker and the security plus. Uh, <laughs> only Brittany, <laughs> Brittany is like on fire on those, no. those things. Um, but so let's let's talk about this. Right. So an idea that I had uh, and I might just do this over on the Apex side. Right. But I really I, I'm seriously considering this whole getting certifications for from the Alaskan side, even though I don't want to do it. Um, but I was thinking of maybe bringing people along on the journey and maybe like studying live and, and just finding a group of people that want to do it and that want to just study alongside with me and, and maybe we can help each other out and I can do like live streams or whatever. As I said, me, Bob, Andy, Ed, we have to be careful because we do have it sounds. Part of that is the agreement we did accept it to take it. That says we won't share answers to this. We won't reveal questions. We won't do anything like that. So when we're helping other study, we do have to be very careful. And um, I've had people approach me, um, strangers approach me as a Alassian creator or um, influencer, or however you want to call me, um, asking for questions or answers to these exams. And I've so had that... to report them to Alassian saying, hey, this is going on. You guys should know about it. But this is where I have an advantage, right? Because my naiveness of not not having any exposure to even the exams, I'm just going to literally, as a raw, just study for them, right? And kind of just yeah. walk people through my thought process. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We can't do it on the JIRA life, but on but the yeah, tech, because you don't have any, it. you can. <laughs> Finally, being <laughs> a poser is <laughs> a good thing. <laughs> and study groups are a thing. I have done study groups for some of the exams for... Um, the hardest exam I had, um, the one most problem was, was not the JIRA exam. It was actually the Confluence. And to be completely blunt, I failed the first time I took my Confluence exam. And I barely passed the second time. So so great. Th that brings me up to, so on the Microsoft side and even like on the sort of uh, cybersecurity ones that I've had, usually when you fail, you get like a 50% off a retake. Does that last enough or anything like that? They do. Um, I don't think it's fifty percent off. I think it's like a hundred dollars off, um, and you well, get a chance to take it. Around, so. <laughs> um, well, I mean, the, um, it probably <laughs> won't be the same for the um, five twenty. 
Up top, I like no this. I like this. Sean is like, I this. Whoa, 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 whoa. Give me the Sean one. I love this, right? Like, I'd rather just pay the 200 bucks, figure out what the heck it is I need to get myself into, then go study the heck out of that. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I. That's what I did for my um, confluence exam, basically. Um, <laughs> I yellowed it my first time. I I didn't really bomb. I barely failed. I was like um, five points off from passing. You know what um, it is, though? Like, for me personally, like, I took the, certif- the CISSP, the Certified Information Security Professional. Professional. Yeah. And that test, man, I, I've never taken a harder test in my life. I haven't taken the CCISP, um, but I've thought yeah, yeah. people have done it, and it's about the same scale. No, man. The CISSP, like, you walk out of there crying in tears. <laughs> I, 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 like, I lost all concepts of reality that day. I had no idea what, what day it was anymore. <laughs> it was, like, the worst. But <laughs> what, what made it really hard for CISSP was that, and, and, Again, I don't want to pick you. I don't want to. I don't want to put you in a tough spot, right? But um, the CISSP, first of all, when you get to the question, you can't. You have to answer. You can't move to the next one because once you move to the next one, you're done with that one. There's no flagging it. There's no coming back. There's no. There's yeah, no. I think idea. we talked about this previously. Um, the Alaskan exams that is one of the benefits. You can flag question. So you can't back cool. to it. Um. And this is something that's actually critical. If I'm not sure about question, I'll answer to the best of my ability. I'll flag it and I'll come back to it. And I said, there are those scenarios where question later on will help you answer an earlier question. But because it's flagged, I can go back, just jump back there, answer real quick, get back onto what I was doing. I always find even through grade school, those questions always screw the crap out of you, man. So I always went 50-50. I'm like, I'm going to get one right. (laughs) So, but, But the other thing that makes the CISSP really hard was the question is worded in such a way like like one of the questions was like i don't even remember the questions it was so long ago right but but it's like what's a great password policy level right like what's a, a great policy for passwords right is it like having multi-factor is it having a pair like a paraphrase is it having um like uh like a, a key fob right and it's like it's all three <laughs> but then like there's one that's like the most correct and the last scene is very much the same way with their exams. Great, so I'm not taking the and, test. Never mind. Let's just undo this whole section. <laughs> I said Bob agrees with me. Um, CISSP is brutal, though, man. That is like the hardest thing I've ever the, done. Um, I'm surprised they don't let you back or flag. That is surprising, but um, it is what it is. I'm never taking that exam. Um, you can do it with the Alaskan exam, but the answers questions themselves are convoluted there's a lot of answer the best and there's a lot that are basically right but not quite as right as the one they want and it's trying to figure that out and it's a formula once you get that I'm, i can't verbalize what that formula is but once you understand it the tests become easier um my last test is much easier than it was for my first one um no no let me ask notwithstanding <laughs> let me ask you something though like you you guys can't comment on the on the questions and answers because you have access to you, you have access to the test or because you've taken the test because I've taken tests. We don't, we get a breakdown of what our scores were or what we did in each category on there. Uh, but we don't get specific questions. We got wrong. Uh, so. Right. But so once you take the test and you're saying you can't talk about what you saw in the test. Um, yeah, we can't discuss questions. We can't discuss answers. Right, yeah. no, but now, that's, 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 that's it's been long enough. I don't remember any of those anyways, but. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I think that's yeah. the same. Like, I think I had to do that. Like, that's why I'm like, I totally made up the one for the CISSP one, right? But um, yeah. I think I think all the tests have that same policy where it's like, you just, it's kind of like the NFL where it says like, you're not supposed to rebroadcast this in any way, shape or form. <laughs> uh, the most correct based on the topic uh, area, you can be asked the same question on a project admin versus system admin. And <laughs> right answer is different. Wow. Moving Ooh. on to Sean. This, I fell, uh, Sean, I feel this way too hard. 30 minutes after the exam. <laughs> I'm it curious, is, Alex. I, take, the I take the day off for exam day because I am done after I finish the exam. I don't it's care what else I had done in that day. It's done. 
Which one's the 520? Is this the admin one that we're looking at? Yes, the org admin is the 520. I, I think I'm a, I'm gonna do it. I think I'm gonna start something here because, like I said, I want to get him. 520 is like... one of the ones I'm looking at too. So um, I could join you for that study group. <laughs> Folks in the peanut gallery, who wants to join us? <laughs> Let's do one big kumbaya. We'll just turn the Jira life. Well, no, not really, because I want to turn the Jira life into a set of interviews with people. Which, by the way, as we're winding down here in the last 10 minutes, I want to let you all know uh, next two weeks are going to be fun for the Jira life. So make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you're coming back. Um, next Thursday, we're going to re be rebranding ourselves. We are not going to be the Jira life. No, and, no. And so you're going to have to stick around. Keep, take a, keep an eye out on social media for, for all the updates there. But we are going to have a special, very, very special guest with us next week. And so we're excited to be talking to this individual. <laughs> that individual may or may not have been referenced at some point in the chat here. <laughs> but uh, you're going to want to stick around. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, this individual is definitely a yang to our yang. If, if uh... I think, um, and just one further hit, I think at some point we have to get this particular guest to wrap for us. This individual does do uh, an interesting rap. <laughs> and it's not Bob, so spoilers. <laughs> Suspense with Matt. So stick around. And then the week after, that one we can talk a little bit more about, but we are one of the sponsors that I, I think, Rodney, you're, you're probably sponsored by them at, or will be yeah. now, right? Yeah. So one of the sponsors I've had on APEC. And that the Jira guy is going to have is uh, Rewind um, backup solutions for for various SaaS applications, actually not just Jira and Confluence. Um, but their CTO, uh, the co-founder and CTO, is going to be on the podcast on the twenty first. Um, so make sure you tell all your friends and family about that one because we want to have as many people in attendance to uh, really hype that one up. So that'd be yep. cool. And then and then going forward, uh, one of the things I plan on doing this weekend, Rodney, is talking to people. And encouraging them to either subscribe to the channel and or opening up the invitation so that they can come on here and talk with us. I mean, so. we've had Bob on here. Um, I think we need to get Ed. We, we need do to need get Ed, Ed on we here. Need to get the, what, what are we calling the, the, the DevOps folks that we are? <laughs> what are, what are? Can we even disclose? Uh, no, um, Bob, I will say it's not the Confluence Life, but that is a good guess. The Confluence Life. Is there anybody that dedicates themselves to just making Confluence videos? I don't know. I think that's a missed opportunity. You should go on the confluenceguy.com. No, it's already taken. Was and it? I know who took it. Um, I missed, okay, at my day job, I missed one of our weekly meetings. And apparently when I missed it, they were joking around about the gear guy. And they saw the Confluence life was open. So one of them went and purchased it. No, and he did it. No, um, it was all in good faith. It was all in jest. I laughed at it. I thought it was hilarious. And but he said, I'll... "Look, if you want it? You could. I'll sell it to. I um, mean, I'll give it to you. That's not a problem. Just let me know." Um, but I just feel like you you just got the collection of. You got to have the Atlas guy because you got to be like Apple, right? Like Apple owns like iPhone15.com, iPhone15pro.com. They got to buy every permutation of iPhone 15 or whenever they do a not. I product. mean, I did recently claim the trellaguy.com because I saw that was free. Yeah, so you got to do the DevOps guy, the Compass guy, the Bitbucket guy. <laughs> I don't want to own that many domains. <laughs> then you got to okay, make sure that I don't want to renew that you many domains. Each one of them. And then, then you just own them all, and then you just redirect to just like theguy.com. <laughs> so, the fun story when I actually purposed or uh, when I bought the JiraLife or the JiraGuy.com, I was actually looking to get JiraGuy.com, and that one was not available. And the uh, registrar I was using, well, it's like that's not available, but the JiraGuy is available. I'm like, oh, that's close enough. No one's ever going to read this thing, anyways. You're not going to put a Mark Zuckerberg moment? Drop the duh. Just Facebook. <laughs> I mean, eventually, maybe. I don't know. I think the the in it was actually very, very powerful. I think that's reason one of the reasons the blog has flourished as it has is because I'm not just a Jira guy. I'm the Jira guy. The Jira guy. 
it's it, it's all a matter of like how you pronounce it, right? It, it could like it's djerguy.com. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we I got mean, five minutes left. Did you want to maybe talk about that one thing that you want to talk about? But what I'm seeing, though, I'm very, I'm very motivated here. So I'm gonna go figure out this weekend. I'm gonna get a study group going because I want to get these certifications. And so I'll make an announcement. See if anybody wants to tag along. And let me actually pull this up. You know what? So I don't know. Have you ever heard of Shamanth? Um, I can't pronounce his last name, but he's like one of the. Um, he's on the All In podcast, and he's like a venture capitalist in Silicon Valley. So I don't I'm, know him, but please I, go on. <laughs> I don't like failures. Right? Like, I like. I see failures as like it, failures hit. Like, if you guys ever want to see me on my worst, like hit me with the failure, and like it, I, it just drags me. It drags me down like a lot, right? But this guy gave me a new perspective. He's like, I'll go spend a million or two dollars. Uh, I'll go spend a million or two on an experiment, and when it fails, I don't chalk it up as like it's a failure. I chalk it up as like, well, wow, this lesson cost me two million dollars. <laughs> so. I'm willing to spend a hundred dollars on the certification just to get a lesson learned and then come back a little bit more prepared on the second one. So don't look at it as a failure, folks. I am always had a different attitude towards failure. Um, for those who don't know, and I'm not as popular as I could be about this, something I do need to get better about, but um, I'm actually disabled. I was born with cerebral palsy. Um, still have it, still miss a good chunk of my brain. There's a reason you don't see me at a standing desk often um is all i'll put there um so in order to be able to learn to function as normally as i do which still not 100 percent, but it's much better than being wheelchair bound um there's a lot of falls there was a lot of failures learning to ride a bike which is something the doctor said i would never be able to do when i was young that was a lot of falling down that was a lot of getting back up that was a lot of getting back on the bike that was a hard process and this has been everything i've done up until the point i discovered computers computers were really the first thing that was easy for me to learn so So, um i've always (laughs) i mean literally i do have a computer in my chest but that's neither here nor there um i've always um failure is just part of the process to me it's how you get to that end goal. So I've never had the same attitude about failure. Um, Very motivational. Maybe we turn this into this, how to get no. everybody. <laughs> no. I'm going to put a stop to that right now. Uh, come on, Ronnie. <laughs> think, of all the, think of all the youngsters you can inspire. Um, but yeah, let's close it up here. We got a minute here. And let's talk about the content creators program. You want to zoom in a little bit? Yeah. So our good friend, so- Andrew DeBell. Yeah, he works at Atlassian now. He's a part of the social learning and video content at Atlassian. He does a lot of their um, content for the university and such. He's actually coming on board to help out with the creators program now and um, kind of lead that effort. And I think we touched it this last week, but signups are officially open now for the um, Atlassian creators program. It's been in a beta program since January with community leaders. Um, there's a bunch of us involved. Um, myself, Brittany is involved. Laura Holton. Um, all the cool people, a, except for me. All the cool, cool people. Well, I mean, you're not community leader yet. Yet. Where's Andy? I want those live streams. <laughs> I want those question answering live streams, Alex. It's coming. It's coming. But yeah. Um, all the people, upset. I wonder who did that article. <laughs> um, Jimmy. Um, but now it's open to anyone to join. Um, we're still discussing what the future of this program looks like. So you're still coming into this program early. Um, there's a whole bunch of things that I feedback I gave from the first six months of this program saying, here's where I felt it could have done better. One of those is early access to project product features that we could review and have ready when the embargo lifts. Not yeah, just that. To be aware. Yeah. And or bugless, and it's not waking up in the morning and going, look, there's a bug. <laughs> yeah. Um, collaboration opportunities. Um, this has been a fruitful ground for um, us content creators who were in the program to collaborate. And obviously, it's not required to collaborate. Me and Alex just met um, in person for the first time at Team 23 and like, hey, let's do record a show. 
um, which was essentially our episode zero of the Jira Live. Um, so it's not required to collaborate, but it is a fun and easy place to get collaborations going. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, we got eight seconds here. Why don't you close us out? Because I do got to go over to a, another call. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Jira Life. Uh, my friend here is Alex, the Jira journalist, Ortiz, finding the bugs for us. Uh, you can find his um, YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at tech tutorials, all one word. Um, this week, he completes out his um, summer of Atlassian with interview with Jira from Agile-ish. Um, my name is Rodney. You can find my blog at thejiraguide.com. Um, took a bye week this week as I'm finishing up with my day job. But stay tuned next week because I'm going over some more suggestions you guys gave um, of what you would want to add to Jira. Um, we record this podcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on youtube.com slash at thejiralife. Um, please sort of join us and everyone in the peanut gallery um, to ask questions, um, add your comments, and tell us what you're up to. Um, if you can't join us live, you can find the podcast on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, if you think this podcast serves a rating, it would be appreciated if it helps more people discover the life. And remember, as always, we didn't choose the Jira life. The Jira life chose us. Thank you for watching. <laughs>